0: Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running makerexperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft. We have both encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making. And we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 11, where we're going to talk about creating a logo. Steven, what's going on, man?
1: Uh, Not much, man. Not much. I am riding out uh I went from hurricane flow to tropical storm flow, but it's it's like slowly creeping its way through the Carolinas. It hasn't quite made it to me yet, but it's supposed to
0: be, you guys are kind of out of the path it's though.
1: A, no, 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 the path shifted it's like the brunt of it hit myrtle between Myrtle Beach and Wilmington right there, kind of where the state line runs through, and it's gone up into North Carolina a little bit and it's gonna like sink back down and then roll into the mountains where I'm at. But where I'm at is gonna probably just get hammered with rain for basically like pretty between three and eight inches. Which is I mean, we've had a wet summer all summer, so that's not gonna make a huge difference. I'm you know, I'm just I'm just hoping some trees come down because, you know trees. Lumber. It literally grows. You know what trees. tree
0: will come down there? Bradford Pear.
1: They yeah. just
0: crack and fall. Bradford
1: Bear is actually Yeah. Well, pecan's really good about falling, and then every pine tree will, like, snap within 20 or 30 feet from the top and just just dead,
0: just dead. I remember when I lived there in my, we had a Bradford pear in the front yard, and I walked inside from getting the mail, and then all we had was wind, and I came back, and the tree had fallen down.
1: Yeah, Bradford pear is definitely, like, just a... It will grow really well for a while until there's the slightest breeze and then dead.
0: Yeah, like not even a storm. Just you know, I think what? you could just run by it really fast and it would fall over.
1: Probably, probably. That's probably why Brad pears, like the actual fruit, maybe is not that common because the tree never lasts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much. Most about of our stuff is,
0: fruit. Uh, I guess, palm trees.
1: I was gonna say cactus and like sagebrush. We have that too. <laughs> your deciduous cactus yes. trees
0: are oh no my favorite <laughs> the radio tower palm tree
1: oh yeah those are yeah. nice those are nice we had some in tennessee that were pine tree they uh, do a pretty towers. good job at
0: camouflaging them i have to admit
1: the pine tree was never good like because it wasn't full and bushy
0: uh well yeah that makes sense but if you're doing a palm tree it's kind of like if you think about it, texture-wise, it's not that complicated to replicate from, like, a metal aspect.
1: No, because it's very tapered, and it has, like, a, you know, it's 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 not flowing yeah. bark. It's just sectioned bark, so you could paint sectioned bark. Like, right you easily.
0: can notice it, but if you just drive by, and there's a whole bunch of trees, and that's just right in the middle of it, unless you're looking for it, you probably we'll just glance by it
1: well that's good that's good yeah the the ones in tennessee the pine tree slash cell tower um they never they never fit in because they would have to clear out too much land around it to set up the like the generator and everything so it's like pine tree pine tree pine tree blank spot metal pole blank (laughs) spot pine trees it was really dumb so what are
0: you watching this week man
1: uh watching this week I finished up Justified so that was that was my big thing um and then last night I actually watched an oldie but a goodie uh very very early young Angelina Jolie from 95 a movie called Hackers
0: I've seen that
1: The the protagonist in it is actually the same guy that plays Ho- uh, plays Sherlock in Elementary the show
0: I don't know. I don't know
1: okay yeah
0: but I know all I've right. seen that
1: well it's got Angelina Jolie like young Angelina Jolie so that kind of sets the bar for the movie
0: It's good yeah it's been it's been a long time since I've seen that movie but I remember it being pretty good
1: yeah yeah so what about you man what are you what are you watching
0: last night I watched oceans 8 which is basically like okay oceans 11 and all the other ones but with all female crew instead of an all-male crew so, it was pretty good. It had Sandra Bullock in it, and Rihanna, and i trying to remember who else.
1: Sandra Bullock, though, can kind of play almost any part, I feel like.
0: She really can. And, like, the movie itself was good, and then, they, you know how they always do that twist at the end? Like, hey, we're mm-hmm. going to steal this, you know, uh, jewel or whatever. And then at the end, they're like, "Well, how does our cut come out to be this?" And they're like, "You thought we only stole one, so it's the same kind of stuff as the other oceans." There's a, there's a twist yeah. ending. Yeah. So it, I actually thought it was pretty good. All right. So I, it's a red box. So if you ever get red box coupons, I'd give it a try.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a red box coupon, but I mean, for like two or three bucks to get a movie. And there's a red box, literally probably within a half a mile of the house, because there's a grocery store on the like the back side of the neighborhood. It's super convenient. I just most of the time we don't watch movies unless they're already on Amazon or Netflix or you know. Whatever well, matters. lately
0: it's just been like, hey, here's a coupon for a dollar twenty-five off, so the movie ends up being like fifty cents or fifty-four cents or some wow. ridiculously low price. Okay. So I was like, hey, okay. Next time I g-
1: cheaper than a cup of coffee. Well, next
0: time I get one. If I'm not going to use it, I'll send it your way.
1: Okay, sweet. All right. And then finally, I can actually watch Avengers or watch Deadpool. There you go. That's kind of my other one I've been looking for. You
0: ready to talk about logos?
1: Yes, let's talk logos, because I know you actually earlier this week had a slight logo change. It wasn't major, but it was it was color, co- I guess, color and styling a yep. little bit. And I know last episode I talked about mine being very unique, very specific. That is true. You know, nothing, nothing crazy out of the box, but it's very much me, and I don't, I don't think anyone else has that logo. If they have, they stole it from this guy right here.
0: Well, I can say that coming up with the logo is a pain in the butt.
1: Very, very difficult early on, uh, especially whenever you're somebody like me who doesn't have any real design experience. I mean, my I used to do a lot of design, but that's, that goes back to the 04, 05, you know, senior and high school thing. So it's been a long time since I touched, since I touched anything like that. And everything's completely different well, now. I could probably go back and do Photoshop, but it'd have to be six for 10 generations ago or something. Well,
0: let's just assume that, well, for the for the sake of argument for this, let's just say that There's zero digital design background period. Because when I started doing my logo, I never even touched Illustrator to make it. I completely did all of my concept sketches on paper and pencil.
1: Hmm. I mean, you've got a lot better style than I do. Um, Paper and pencil for me, I mean, I might have a really good looking like hangman kind of going stick figure some straight lines maybe maybe well, you, uh, you know see, not perfect you circle should
0: see some of the first logos I had when I was drawing them out I probably drew out like 30 before I landed hmm. on the first one I had which was the one with kind of the wire going around the border
1: I just I changed it I probably remember th- I probably remember that but like off the top of my head I can't It was the one with right the now. gear
0: on the left and the laser rail on the right and then like the laser star and it had maker okay. across the middle. That was I gotcha. that was gotcha. the logo. I was like, yeah, this is the logo. And then as I started using it, I realized that if I shrunk it, you couldn't read what was going on. And the the star would get so small that it would almost disappear. <laughs> And that's when I did the latest revamp, was to simplify it so that it's easily recognizable at small sizes.
1: That's good. That's good.
0: Why don't we talk about, I guess, the first step in my mind to creating the logo is coming up with the ideas.
1: Well, I mean, coming up with the ideas is really, you know, kind of breaking it down into two things. Uh, What is your intended, I guess, market Mm -hmm. sector? I, I'm i thinking, you know, most people listening to the podcast are going to be in the woodworking or CNC, you know, laser side of things that, that we've seen be getting a lot of those people coming in the podcast. We we want to get as many makers as possible, but identify your intended market. If you're a woodworker, well, you may want to incorporate some woodworking elements into it or at least make sure woodworking somehow is in your name. If you want to include a name in your logo, some people are literally just a logo and it's become synonymous with their name, but in the beginning, you don't have synonymous you know attached to your attached to your name and your logo, so identify what your target audience is, what your target market is, and also identify what your company is or identify what your maker style is um yeah. and that can really make a difference like myself the old old South woodcraft incorporates a couple of different things. I'm from the oldest town in Tennessee, so that's part of the old I live in South Carolina, so that's the South. Woodcraft. I don't just do woodworking, I feel like it's a craft. You know, I feel like I, I would say wood artist, but I'm definitely no artist. I, I can say that straight up front. I am no artist, but I'm a craftsman. Um am I a master craftsman? No. But I want to incorporate as much things as I as I can. A lot of people can do woodworking that ranges from rough carpentry to fine you know, to fine woodworking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, I, I want to be a craftsman. I want to be able to craft something from nothing. Well,
0: so and I agree with the second one. So the first one, like your target market, I don't usually base my logo off my target market because I think it's all about you and what you want your brand or company to represent. And then... If you're, like, marketing yourself, that's when you have to kind of worry about your target market. Like, how you then use your logo in a marketing sense. Because if you... And it, and it goes a few different ways. Like, for you, if you only ever want to do woodworking, then it woodcraft totally makes sense. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that want to do that. I would say that if you did, like, you know, my custom flags as your name you pigeonhole yourself into only making flags for your customers. So I agree with the customer part when you come to naming it. So if you're like something woodcraft or woodworks or whatever, that's fine. But if then you try to do like 3d printing or something off the wall, people might just be like, I thought he was a woodworker. So I would just keep that in mind. If people are coming up with a name right now is if they want to do something generic, or not generic if you want to keep it broader so for me when I was coming up with my name I did not want to use woodworks specifically because I wanted to do stuff beyond woodworking and I didn't want to do something laser engraving or lasers or whatever because I wanted to do more than just laser work so when I came up with mine mine's maker experiment so maker is part of my last name so that worked out pretty mm-hmm. well
1: that that was that was definitely that definitely played played well in yeah i like well i
0: got it so might as well use it and then you got it <laughs> and then the experiment part came from i wanted to try new things i wanted to try things i've never tried before uh and i wanted to not pigeonhole myself into um only doing lasers or woodwork or whatever so I was like well this way I can try new things if I don't like them I don't have to do them again but it fits within my brand because I like to try different stuff I like to experiment and it kind of fell together now it took me probably a month to come up with that name I went through probably a hundred different names so every time I was like you know walking to lunch or whatever I would think about different names and then I'd write it down on my phone and then I would compile the list and then I'd start narrowing it down and which ones I'd liked or didn't like and then get people's feedback so it's if you want to I think build a good brand it's not something you should take lightly if you want to truly grow it like, put some effort into it. Don't just randomly come up with the first thing and be like, yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, did some, you know, rough just wordplay, yeah. you know, try to figure out different things. Um, designs, you know, I, I try to think of, you know, design was something, and I'm like, well, I don't really. Well, and that's the a other lot. thing.
0: Like, there's a few common words that I see in everybody's, which yeah. are like woodworks or designs or creations like i didn't want to do that it's fully within you know i'm totally okay with other people doing it if they want to i just didn't Mm -hmm. want to do it
1: i mean you i think you took a pretty good approach with the word experiment kind of like how bob claggett is i like to make stuff stuff is a pretty you know pretty broad term because he doesn't just do 3d Mm -hmm. printing he doesn't just do laser work he doesn't just do woodworking he doesn't just do you know a fit in specific category, he does stuff. Yep. So he has all kinds of stuff. Like back in, I think back at July 4th or something, he made a, like 150 foot... Slip and slide? Slip and slide, slip and slide without, you know, trademark slip and slide, you know, can't, you know that that sort of thing. But yeah, he made a 150 foot slip and slide for adults and children because as an adult who doesn't want to slip and slide. Well, Duh. it's funny it's you just... mention
0: that because I actually drew inspiration from Bob and his logo. <laughs> so I picked out as part of kind of the, the process of making your own, once you have your name, which the name alone is difficult. Yes. But once you have your name, what I did was I took, or I went to research and found a few brands that I liked and that I connected with. And Took their logo and took their name and wrote them down or put them in a uh, like a computer file, like Word or whatever. And then I looked at them and kind of saw what they had in common. So they were all pretty simple. Most of them were good at a shrunken size, like really small. And then they were also good Mm -hmm. at being a really big logo. And They were typically, like, two colors. They didn't usually go beyond that. And I took all of that kind of stuff to figure out a few things for mine, which were I wanted it to be two colors that'll be on any background. So if you change the background, you can flip one of the colors and it'll still look good and it'll still be recognizable. So, like, if you if you took Bob's logo, the I Like to Make Stuff logo, the orange and white, mm-hmm. and then if you put that on a gray t-shirt, still looks good. If you put it on orange, you can flip the orange color to black, and then it still looks like his logo. So, hm. that kind of stuff, where you can invert a color, and it still fits within your brand. Yep. But then it looks good on whatever you're putting it on. And that's kind of what I wanted to make sure my logo could do. And the first one I ever came up with did not do that well. The latest one, which is why I revamped it.
1: And the thing is, you've been talking about the revamping for like six or eight months.
0: It's not an easy, so it's, it could be an easy thing, but there's always something that I'm like, that could be better. And then I would change it. And I think as long as you're not altering it drastically all at one time. So I tried to kind of do it a little at a time. I'd be like, I don't really like this piece. And I changed a little bit and then I changed a little bit and then I changed a little bit and then people kind of followed the progression of it. Mm -hmm. And now they, they recognize the newer logo. I think as much as they recognize the older one. For me, that's kind of what I did. Is I drew inspiration from other people's, to then figure out what I wanted to do with mine.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'll say I haven't really changed my logo. I pretty much went with with that yeah. logo since I started. But I've only you know I've only had it for a year and a half or so. Now, when I initially very first came up with the idea and and took it to somebody and had them design it, there was a lot of words in it. And after seeing it made into stickers. I was like, man, I don't know. That's so wordy. There's so much going on there. Let's try to focus it on one key item. So I pulled just the graphic out of it, left the words out, and and I went with the graphic. Now that's something that can. That's something that you can do too if you want to, you know, get into the point of rebranding, yeah. or if you're still in the digital design phase and you know, you thought, okay, the words look good, but. It's too wordy. There's just too much going on. It, your eye's not focusing. So, you know, that's something you definitely want to do in the beginning when you're trying to work on your logo is do you want the words or you do not want the words? Those yeah. are kind of those are big things to me. Now, some people, their brand is just wording. That is true. Um, Like ZH Fabrications, I go back to him a lot because I, I really like him. I think he's a really cool maker. Um, he has a small logo, but most people know him as ZH Fabrications. Yeah. Mostly because no one can really say his last name really well. I think it's like German. It's Her Holtz. I, I wouldn't I pronounce
0: it right. <laughs> yeah.
1: First name's Zach. Last name's Herber Holtz. If I say if I'm saying that correctly, I don't think he lists the podcast, so I'm not gonna offend him, I don't think. But everyone knows him, I guess professionally as Z H Fabrications. Mm-hmm. Now, he does have a small hammer and anvil because his most of his business is metalworking with some leather work um, so you know the branding's pretty straightforward there but I think he does mostly just use the ZH fabrications part um, and some people when people some people really good with having very clear text especially when it's something that's completely different ZH fabrications is not you know is not gonna blend in with anybody else's logo but when people have Joey's Woodshop or Joey's Woodworks or, you know. Um, yeah. Shoot. Who's, Bob's something, you know. When you have a common name and you don't have a common, you know, or if you have a, you know, if you have a common first name and a last name, you probably don't want to put that in there because you're going to get. Well, so the lost.
0: other thing I think that you kind of led into there is don't be afraid to change your name. So we just had a friend that did this, Mike. So he changed from Yeah, Mike yeah, was he changed 13. from M13 Woodworks to now he's Little City Woodshop workshop. Workshop. Yeah, I workshop. workshop. The, yeah. and he struggled with the idea of changing because he was afraid that people would not I guess relate back to M13 because he had grown to I think 3000 followers or something with that he, name. He had
1: a, he had a good amount of followers and I knew he had I know he had a good amount of yeah. clients too.
0: But I think he, he realized that he he either didn't like the name as much as he wanted to or there was something that pigeonholed him or whatever it was. And he he wanted to change the name and then come up with a new logo. So I actually tried to help him. Once he had the, the name settled, I tried to help him come up with his new logo, which is what he has now. And yep. that's one thing I'd say is if you... If you realize by listening, or if you realize, you know, aside of that, that say your name is, I don't know, like Chad's Wood Designs or something, and you decided that you didn't want to do that anymore, don't be afraid to change it. Because as long as you lead into it and you kind of tease it, people will understand the need for the change. And then they'll expect it when it happens.
1: I actually I'm I'm going through scrolling through my, my Facebook or, or not my Facebook. Instagram. My Instagram. Sorry. My Instagram right now. Looking at different people's logos and you know, some things are really sticking out to me right now. What's uh up? I think I counted I, I think I counted at least four woodworks already. Four completely different mm-hmm. people who's who's got woodworks in their name. And I've also, literally, I'm staring at three of them right now with a saw blade as part of their You know what the
0: other thing I've noticed is? A ruler. A ruler, yeah. I I know at least four or five people that I follow that have a ruler incorporated into their logo somehow. So it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. And if you want it, use it. But I tried to do something other people didn't have. So, for, well, you were kind of saying—half your logo is from you know Tennessee, half of it's the Palmetto tree. So you mm-hmm. kind of combined the two and made it your own.
1: <clears throat> yep, I took I took two things that are very mm-hmm. close close and like near to near and dear to me, and and made them my own logo because I didn't want to I didn't want to mm-hmm. use the generic saw blade. I didn't want to use the generic you know hand plane or this hand that and the other. One. Even though I, even though I am the the, the hand tool guy, the, uh, you know the hand tool guy. There's so many logos with a hand plane. In it, so many logos with a well, ruler. I, so many logos with a claw yeah. hammer. Even though, as a fine woodworker, I hardly ever I, use a claw hammer.
0: I rarely use a hammer.
1: I mean, I use a mallet.
0: And lately, what I've noticed is that's getting to be more and more common. So when I came up with mine. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing is when you're coming up with your logo, try to make it mean something to you and represent you because you are representing your brand. So if you don't find that it's a close connection, nobody else is going to find that it's a close connection. So when I did mine, like the, the gear on the left hand side of my logo is for the engineering side of my background. So that's more like the computer aided design, the, you know, mechanical engineering type aspect and then the right side was the kind of like a laser rail for like the laser head to travel on and then i split Mm -hmm. it to make it look like the e for experiment and then the little laser beam is the laser aspect so the thing i'm most interested in and then the the m in the middle is my own take on drawing the M. So every part of it is something close to me.
1: You know, because the M doesn't necessarily follow a specific font. It looks like a couple, Mm -hmm. I guess, classic font styles. I'm definitely no font expert, but I mean, I know it looks like several I've seen in the past, especially more commonly used ones. So, I mean, it's got some of those nice aesthetic details, but at the same time, because it is, you know, off center, some of, one of the legs is longer than the other one. You know, the angles are not quite, you know, mm-hmm. none of the angles are quite perfectly matching from side to side. You know, it's it's definitely yours. It's yep. definitely your, you know, very unique to you, am. And I know you spent a lot of time drawing yep. that daggum thing because I've seen like six, seven iterations in it, of it well, recently. I,
0: I even had to draw out the A, K, E, and R similarly to the m because there is no font that looks anything like it nope so when i do my full logo that it's all hand drawn except for the experiment the experiment is the only one that has an actual font make it your own
1: yeah yeah so we were kind of you know the reason i looked at my instagram and i was going through people that you know have liked photos or people that i follow things like that uh, research research logos in, in the the places that you're mm-hmm. going to be working in. I know some people I know, they don't really have a logo, per se. Some people, like their Instagram, I guess, profile picture is actually yep. a picture of themselves or a picture of the sky or a picture of something. True. It's not a brand. But they've got a very unique name or they've got a very unique uh logo, not logo they got a very unique business name if their if their actual person name per, per i don't know what am i <laughs> their trying to actual say name if their their actual their actual name is not super unique then they came up with a very unique business name Yeah. and the other that the other thing i you know i I'm kind of going to roll this into is for those that actually are, you know, having a, have a legitimate maker business, Mm -hmm. their license and all that other stuff, you know, you can, you can register any name available to the state and then use DBA doing business Mm -hmm. as, and then use your Mm -hmm. own logo. If you just want to call yourself, you know, if I want to call myself Stephen Ellis LLC, and that be my legitimate business name, I apply taxes to and everything like that. Totally fine. I'd still still be DBA, old South Woodcraft. You know, you could be Wanamaker. You know, Wanamaker Corporation LLC or something like that. S corp. I, I don't you know that part. I don't really know. But you can do anything if you're getting to that level. You can do just about anything available. You always have to check your records with the state or or whoever you know controls those things for that specific area. Ours is. Ours is mm-hmm. state ran, and I think the county basically. I think you just register, they the state tells the county that you're now registered in this county yeah. to do business, and you maybe have to pay for you your do. business license. Depending, I, I just don't know exactly how all that works, but you can still DBA just about anything because most of the time, just about any single, any, any one of these franchises, any of these, you know, mm-hmm. Chick fil A or you know, Hardee's, any of those, almost all of those are either franchises or they're LLCs, and it's still DBA, Chick-fil-A of blank, or, you know, town of blank Chick-fil-A, because that's just, that's how they're operating. So, those things I can, you know, I can go ahead and throw out there, because I know whenever I looked at doing that early on, uh, because i before I even had old South woodcraft I did have another sort of woodworking business that didn't quite pan out with another guy we were going to do a two-person LLC I'm glad that we never did because it didn't go anywhere um, so I just went off and did my own thing so those sort of things are you know just things I I guess if you're not thinking about them I, I just figured I'd go yeah. ahead and throw out there um trying to think where where was honest I start and then I just went off on a second
0: I was listening. I,
1: I I went off on a but super you definitely tangent. went on a went rabbit off on hole. A way <laughs> off tangent. Yeah, I did. I did. You're like Alice in
0: Wonderland. Sorry, you just, just jumped right in.
1: Just yeah. jump. Just head first. Just right in. Right, right into the right into the shallow end of the pool. Um, oh, research a yeah, few yeah, there logos. <laughs> research the people that yeah. Research the people that you're already following, or you want to follow, or you're watching on YouTube. So how about or this? things like that?
0: Why don't we give them a few people that we drew inspiration from? To maybe look at.
1: Uh, Unfortunately, I kind of didn't. Well, I did.
0: (laughs) But you already mentioned one. You know me. I like to make stuff. Bob.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. For for you, I was going to say for me. I was like, I don't think I mentioned anybody. No, for you, I like to make stuff. I have a feeling you might have also went with possibly... Did you go to Resta? Did you you look at Resta? So I
0: actually didn't i did after the fact but i didn't in the process um gotcha oddly enough like i looked at people outside our space too for the because i wanted to see if people in other spaces made their logos simplistic as well or what they kind of did so one i actually looked was dude perfect uh and then ones in our space so chris Salomone from four eyes furniture
1: oh yeah he's definitely got a very very unique logo and
0: then also the nitro circus logo so the thing i tried to pick out ones from different areas just to see if they were all similar because they're all in the in the fields they're in so dude perfect is huge on youtube and you know trick shots and whatever Uh, Nitro Circus is huge in the action sports. Bob is really big in the maker community. Chris is really big in the furniture maker community. And I wanted to see among different things if the logos had similar kind of traits, which they all did, which is they all were simple. They all can be Mm -hmm. really, really small and still be recognizable. They were all... Basically, two colors or less. And they all had that ability to be easily recognizable. Like, if you saw it, you knew who they were because they built their brand. And when I built or when I drew my logo out, I would think it's just the latest one, probably, that I could use. And if I build my brand well and correctly, I think it could be a logo similar to that, that people could easily recognize if I grew my brand into a bigger thing because it's, I made it simpler. I made it less complicated from a, a outline standpoint. Like I even used to have like an outline around my maker letters and then a black infill in the middle and then color in between And I simplified that and I just have an outline and then the color in the middle and that's it.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at it right now and it's, it's definitely a lot cleaner look than it Mm -hmm. was previously. I did like the, you know, the kind of uniqueness to it previously, but this is very clear and it would come across really well in a brand, which you never have to brand anything. Well, actually (sighs) I do when it's
0: bigger than my laser.
1: See, this is, what, this is something I told you you ought to do. You just cut perfect little like mm-hmm. maple squares. And tag them on. Brand the maple squares and then glue it yeah. onto something or uh, super glue that. something. I told you that's like the perfect thing. And then you could, you know, if you're batching out something, one yeah. of, you know, two of, you know, that sort of thing. I haven't had to worry about it lately. Boom. Look at that. Look at that. This guy knows what's going on. Only because I thought of that (laughs) earlier on whenever I was building a big piece of furniture and I was like, I really need to get my logo on here and didn't have a, you know, didn't have a branding iron. It's
0: funny you say that because (laughs) somebody actually had me make them uh, tags that were made Mm -hmm. from the laminate material I use. And then they Mm -hmm. glued them to the back of, I think they were making flags. So they used them as, instead of buying a brand, they bought these. So, I yeah. mean, it all depends. Do you want a brand that kind of burns the wood or do you want to get tags made that you can change up and you can change? The the beauty about the tags is I can make them out of metallic materials, like gold looking or silver looking or colored, like acrylic, like radiant green or blue or orange or whatever. So if I ever want yeah. to change them out, I can be like, hey, let's do a color swap.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of good because that, that kind of like leads us into, you know, when we're talking about making your brand good across mm-hmm. multiple platforms, perfect example, your laser. If you got too much going on in your brand and you're trying to make those tags say maybe two inches by two inches and, and you know. Which I am. If you got something super crazy. There we go. If you're if you've got something super crazy in your logo, yeah, it might look great on a huge banner or it might look great on a business card where it's kind of stretched out a little bit more or something like that. But whenever you burned it into oh, yeah. something, all that well, detail's gone. It's just and it's, what I would it's completely recommend lost. Is
0: once you once you have it done, so we've kind of skipped a few steps, but once you have it done, shrink it down to like one by one and print it on a piece of paper. And then that will show you how good your logo is going to look in a really small spot because one by one is probably the smallest you'll see. And I would say that's probably because it's on a business card or something. Um, But most, most brands I think are like two by two and most stickers start at two by two inches.
1: Um, Yeah. I think mine's uh, like a perfect two inch round.
0: So I, so that's what I would I'm do is I, I would take it and I'd make it like one by one, two by two, three by three, four by four, and then print them all out and see if it looks good at all those sizes.
1: And make sure you print it on like a high DPI yeah, yeah. because if you print it at a low DPI, it's going to look crappy at a, even at a decent size. Maybe the three by three True. could still look crappy. So make sure when you do print it, you know, You would think this would be common sense, but sometimes it's just something you're not thinking about. Make sure it's on the highest setting, the highest DPI, and the highest, you know. Oh, gosh, what am I trying to say? I
0: know, the printer.
1: The printer, yeah. Basically, the best HD settings for your printer because when you're getting business cards made, they're not going to use a crappy inkjet printer. You know, they're not going to use an at-home printer. They're using a professional, you know, printer that's going to print going to print and cut the things at the same time they're going to make sheets of like a hundred at a time and they'll just and it just shoots out a box of them so one thing i think
0: we skipped that maybe we should backtrack to is how to actually take your logo so say that you drew inspiration you started and you hand drew it on paper and you've decided on kind of the look you want what do you do next so what would you do
1: uh, well, I know what I did. I ended up finding a maker um, that apparently, I guess, did have a mm-hmm. digital design background. And I told him what I wanted and kind of showed him a general, you know, idea of it. And he went through and made two or three iterations of it before I found yeah. the right one. and So I paid him a fee for that. I think it was 100 or maybe like $125, yeah. like a flat fee um, for you know, X amount of hours, you know, I'm going to, that's the most I'm going to put in it is this many hours. Um, you know, the least, that's the least you're going to get, uh, you know, mm-hmm. is, is an hour or something. If it's a super simple logo. Um, that being said now, after doing this, after talking with you for so long, because whenever I was doing my logo, I didn't well, know yeah. you, unfortunately, if I did, I would have gone to you and asked all these questions. I think that's you know, why questions. Probably because, you know, you you are, you are in the know. Um, now, knowing what I do, I would have either gone to you, or gone to say somebody just looked up, you know, graphic mm-hmm. design or something like that on Instagram. Somebody that already knows how to deal with social yeah. media and stuff like that. Because some some graphic designers are going to be set up to do large format advertising and not necessarily be set up for social media, where most of our maker, most of us as makers, we're doing most of our advertising via social media. We're not getting banners yeah. we're not getting you know we're getting business cards but we're not putting out letterhead Very and true. things like that um so you want to go with somebody like that the other option luckily for me would have been to go to a to clemson university which is close by has a huge 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 mm-hmm. graphic design part department as well as they also have their uh-huh. own printing company uh, because yeah. well clemson clemson designs everything and they they do everything from they make their own business cards up to they make full size vinyl Makes sense. like graphics. Yeah, because I've been in their vinyl graphics department. It's crazy. It's like the biggest yeah. printer I think I've ever well, and seen. Well,
0: there's there's other ones like so you, you know you touched on the the makers. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also like Fiverr.
1: Fiverr, yeah, I've seen that recently pop yeah. up on YouTube, but I think you have maybe mentioned and it before, then maybe Bill did when we were talking about You can't.
0: That. So if there's a school near you and they have graphic design departments, often the students are trying to build up their portfolio. So now don't get me wrong. You probably get what you pay for in some sense. Like they're learning how to do this.
1: Don't necessarily go with yeah. a freshman graphic design student. You may want to go with like the, a... A senior, yeah. or maybe a but you a might get student. a good rate
0: um, through them if they're trying to build their portfolio. And some of them will do it for free just for the portfolio. Um, but yeah. just like you said, make sure you've seen a couple of things they've done before. But
1: I mean, it's it's just like anything. It's like yeah. if you get your hair cut at the barber school, yeah, you might get a really nice haircut for a super low cost. But also at the same time, you could get yeah. your head butchered. Well, and the other thing look is, like a you could
0: do it yourself which I did but
1: but you have a lot better handle than true. probably I would say 50 to 80% of so most makers so the one out thing
0: there. I'd say is if you can draw it by hand on a piece of paper and you know what you want it to look like or pretty close you can at least trace it in like Inkscape which is free and you can chase trace it with the Bezier mm-hmm. tool, and not only do you get kind of practice on doing vector stuff, but then you you also have a starting file for whoever to work on your logo later, so it would cost you less money later, potentially.
1: You you basically you've got the base layer. Yeah. It's up to them now to it, refine it, it to to add depth. It depends and on
0: how well you did it, really, but. There's also, mm-hmm. there's also the option of, if you hand-drew it, you can contact other makers um, and be like, hey, I drew this, I saw you've done graphic design stuff, uh, can you help me make it into a vector? Which I would highly yeah. recommend, your logo always have a vector format. Like, you can save it out as yeah. a raster for stuff, but whatever you're actually creating, your main file, I would recommend as a vector.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure exactly who, who the lady went to. Um, I actually just discussed um, these file types of the day uh, with the lady that runs the one of the ladies that mm-hmm. runs the market where I where I sell stuff. Her husband, thankfully, I don't think he listens to the podcast. I don't think she listens to the podcast either. Her her husband, he uh, he's not in the, I guess straight up the maker community. He does milling okay. from his home. So, you know, he's, he's got a business. That's where he's, that's where he's going. So I think his wife is a birthday present. want to get him a Ah. brand. So she was asking me, Hey, where you got yours? How does this work? Things like that. So I gave her the whole rundown. Um, by the way, I would highly recommend Gearheart industry. That is not a sponsorship. That is just, that's who I got mine from. And I, they were easy to work with. Um, so I, I ran through all that, and I told her I was like, "Well, you're going to need this file type probably for them to take his logo and turn it into a brand." She goes, "Oh, well, whoever we got to do our graphic design, she sent me like six different types of files, so I just forwarded the whole email to that work to Gearhart and had them figured out. So, you know, that's that's a good possibility. Who did that? I have no idea. I should have asked, you know, um, if to try to find yeah. another local graphic designer, but. Luckily, in the area that I live in, there is a lot of a lot of tech and a lot of mm-hmm. design and engineering because we have a huge manufacturing, yep. which you know all about. Um, so there are people like that, independent guys, and some people that they want just want to you know have that side hustle because doing graphic design once you know what you're doing it takes really no extra resources, especially if you own your own you know computer and all these fancy yeah. schmancy. Because I've programs. done.
0: I've done stuff for people on the side like not as I don't typically do it I guess as part of my business or you know my side hustle.
1: It's not something you're you're looking at okay this is going to be a, yeah. a a revenue stream it's more like and the somebody asked me to is do it. I didn't actually study, favor, you know,
0: graphic design in college. I took like one class in Illustrator and that was about it. And then just by doing laser stuff is where I've gotten more of that experience. So I don't have like the background for, I guess, how to properly, from a trained standpoint, properly do the whole logo process. Because there is a process that they follow, which is, you know, picking out uh words that represent you and your brand and picking out images that represent you and your brand and that's what they draw their inspiration off of as well as other logos you like and connect with so they take all that as research to make the logo now that's and then they you know they iterate and iterate and iterate and iterate so i basically followed that process and just did it for my own and then other people saw mine and saw me doing it and then asked if I could help them do it. But it's never something okay. that I was like, yeah, my business is going to be doing logos because there's people that can do them better than I can faster.
1: Very true. Very true. I mean, and that kind of that brought up one point I, I, <laughs> I guess we should have hit on earlier was make sure that your design matches yes. with what you're doing. yes. You know, there's 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 one thing in being, you know, too simplistic and just, just picking generic things that meet with woodworking or meet with metalworking or meet with leather craft. But also, you know, don't go hyper-specific to where no one's going to recognize it or go so abstract, no, it doesn't quite flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing if you're, say, a tech yeah. company and you have a very abstract logo. Well, it's because your company is not a straightforward. We just make X item or we do X thing. You know, you're an abstract sort of business. You're, you know, you're not doing tangible goods. So don't, don't be superbly abstract in what you're doing. Definitely be unique, but don't, don't pigeonhole yourself to where somebody's going to see your logo and go, "I, I don't, I don't know what this is. Is this like a Jackson Pollock? Is this a Van Gogh? I don't, I don't get it. I, have, I don't I don't know
0: what it's supposed to mean. Well, and I think it all comes back to what your name is and kind of what you want to make it. So like, like just good branding in general. I like to make stuff. It's literally just a letter with, but he made it look cool. And that's perfectly acceptable and really good branding. And then you have other people yeah. that, Their name is Woodworks or whatever. And then they have a saw blade on the outside. And then they have a hand plane in the middle with a ruler underneath of it. And it's just overkill. So you need to figure out where to draw the line. And you will have multiple logos. Because you're going to have a simple logo that's really good at small sizes. And then you'll have like the full Mm -hmm. logo that if you blew it up to be the size of a football field... That it'd have like your name or whatever in it. Cause like even Bob yeah. has the M next to I like to make stuff as another option. So you're going to have multiple logos for different uses. But I would focus on the small one first because that's good for like your Instagram profile. That's good for, and that's another one. If you're looking at your phone and the size of the Instagram profile and you easily can see everything in your logo when you're just in your feed it's probably a good size yeah so let's give them some some tips how about that
1: okay all right so first tip keep it simple that's that's always the best practice uh keep it simple Cho- choose uh, choose a name if you don't already have a name choose a name that's say three words at the most Unless you're going with your actual name, then you can do whatever you want with that, you know. Daresta, that's pretty uncommon yeah. last name, so he he really lucked out like that with that. It's just Daresta. Every knows everyone knows him as Daresta.
0: Well, not at the beginning, but yeah. But he still had to build it.
1: Well, not at not at the beginning. Yeah. He had to build it, but now it's very yeah. easy to spot that. There's there's other probably other Darestas because I know he's got family. But he is the Duresta Whenever somebody mentions, you know, somebody name yes. drops Duresta. Now, your last name mm-hmm. Wanamaker, very unique, but not exactly. It doesn't roll off the tongue. You know, easy to fl- it, doesn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue, and it's quite long when you when you when you spell it out. So those sorts of things, you know, you you have to make two a to three for syllables yourself. would be my two to three syllables. I say two to three words if it's, if yeah. it's specific words, short words. All right, uh, the next one, what?
0: Well, the other thing is, if you have your logo, make sure that it looks good without a border. Because, and what I mean by this is, some people's logos like have a border incorporated into it, which is fine, mm-hmm. but I would suggest you take it out and make sure it still looks good, because there may be some mm-hmm. things down the line that you'll want to make where you don't want the border maybe it's a hat or a shirt or whatever um but if you if you take the border out does it still look good so i would check that too and then can you easily replicate it from memory so if you went to um like a craft show or something and you were talking to somebody and you were you were talking about your brands, like another person that's there with you. Could you easily sketch your logo and show them what it looked like from memory, which my old one, I could do it from memory, but it was not easy to do quickly. Now the new one, which it's still not easy to do from like a actually making it circular standpoint, but the concept is really easy to sketch.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I couldn't probably draw a palmetto tree, yeah, perfect. But you know, people, especially around here, would yeah. definitely recognize the kind of tree—the circle with three stars in like, it.
0: even I can sketch yours pretty easily, it. just because I've seen it before and it's, I've used it. So the the main thing is, yeah, could somebody tell, or could you make it easily enough to sketch that? If so, say you and I were talking to each other. I could take Bob Cliggett's logo of I like to make stuff and draw it and show it to you. And it's easily recognizable. That's what we mean. It's kind of like, is it easy enough to recognize that I can instantly draw it and show somebody else?
1: All right. I mean, myself personally, I probably couldn't draw anything that great, but if I saw someone else draw it or could Mm -hmm. maybe explain to somebody how to draw it, then yeah, yeah, I could probably do that. The other thing is um, for people that for for people that are still going to use text in their branding if you're not going to go with a specific, you know, graphic logo if you're going to just use a name or, you know, business name, uh make sure it's either one to mm-hmm. two fonts. Like if you if it's going to be such and such leatherworks established 20, you yeah. know, 2018, you know, you can make the established 2018 a different smaller mm-hmm. font. And keep, keep the main part of it one font. But don't be all yeah. crazy because it's not it's not going to be appealing to the eye when it's a bunch of different fonts. It starts to look like wingdings. It starts to look like a kid drew it. And you want to make sure don't it's, use it's Comic very Zans. good. I would hope people would <laughs> know that. And the other that, thing is, the other reason know. for. I, hang on, hang on, hang on. If you draw your okay. own comics, uh, yeah. you can use yeah. Comic Sans. I'll, I'll put that caveat in there. If you make your own comics, Comic Sans is The okay other reason
0: for, for two fonts is websites. So we'll talk about websites later, but fonts, usually on websites, there's like a header font and then there's a body text font. So if you have four fonts in your logo for some reason, you're not going to have the ability to do four fonts on a website easily, not to mention that would really make it, it wouldn't be simplistic that way. So like mine has two, the maker font, which is completely hand-drawn, is only ever going to be in the logo. It's never going to be a font that's going to be typed into a website. And then the experiment part, and that's the other thing, your logo fonts don't have to match the website fonts but still only ever use 1 to 2.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you want things yeah. to be clear no matter what platform exactly. is coming across whether it's whether you're handing someone your business card or you're directing people to a website you want it to be clear. That's that's a, that's super well, straight the, stuff.
0: the experiment part of my full logo is a font that I think matches well with my logo, but it would not look good if i wrote my website with it if that makes sense so i my website fonts are going to be like Arial and lotto because they're both simple they look kind of similar so my header still sticks out but it's not so drastically different that it doesn't flow well with whatever's in the body of text
1: yeah, and I know Arial's a very, yeah. very commonly used font. I think a lot of technical writing uses Arial. I know a lot of my writing—that might
0: be why I chose it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, a lot of almost every report I've ever written uh, mm-hmm. uses Arial, um, either you know Arial bold or Arial you know or straight up Arial. Arial, or the they, Little Mermaid. So I think there's two different types of. <laughs> not quite, not quite. But yeah, I think Arial's Arial's one of the listed "quote unquote" technical is, fonts yeah. when you do technical writing. So, um, and, and speaking of, you know, speaking of fonts, uh, going from font yes. to colors, if you can use two, maybe three colors at maximum. Now, if you have a very bright sort of business, like it may be, say you do yeah. handwritten cards and you're very artistic, then yeah, you can probably use more colors because you know how the colors mm-hmm. work with each other and you understand the color palette. But say me as a woodworker, I'm not using a lot of color. I use natural yep. wood color and maybe one or two types of stain. I generally don't even like to use stain. Um, so, you know, you, you use those colors sparingly or else it's going to look yeah. really muddled and, and really bad. The colors I I chose for mine, even though it's, it's hard to see in my Instagram one, are a off blue color. I'm not even sure what you would call it. It reminds me of kind of the ocean. So that South Carolina, you know, feel to it, the low country Charleston, because the Atlanta, Atlantic Ocean is not this crystal yeah. clear blue water. It's kind of a blue-green, but when it's on a really good day, it has this muddled blue mm-hmm. color. I don't even know how to describe it, but if you've seen it, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. The other color I chose was uh, was kind of a, a mm-hmm. brass color, not metallic. Yeah. Not a shiny color, but it's, it's very similar to brass um, to have that older patinaed feel because a lot of older tools have a nice patinaed bronze bronze or brass uh, finish to them so I thought those two colors would complement well because it almost has a boat-like quality you have kind of an ocean color and then that nice patinaed brass bronze that you would see on like a really well done boat
0: the two to three so I totally agree with two to three but I would include your background color as one of those two to three.
1: Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. The, my text would be that brass color and then the background is the blue because it's a nice focal point. Everything else stays that nice brass color because it's going to jump off the blue. Um, The other thing, because I love black and white photography, I've always loved black and white photography. Make sure your logo works. Well, there's
0: other reasons for that too, because the, there are some things like if you want to do your brand, it's yep. only ever going to be one to color unless you iron, go back and paint it afterwards, which no nobody usually does.
1: It's 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 yeah, it's it's black against yeah. whatever the background is, and generally that's maybe a pale color mm-hmm. wood, hopefully. Because yeah. if you try to, if you really try to brand anything dark, it doesn't yeah. look the greatest. Yeah. So I will I will say. So that I that, would
0: yeah. definitely make sure it looks good in black and white. I would make sure it's, you know, fairly easy to recognize at small sizes. And then you can easily overkill the color when you start adding it. So mine, mine is now, I just changed it, is black, white, and a blue. But the blue pieces of it uh, can be changed to different colors depending on what I'm doing. So like if I'm doing something and I'm putting it on a blue background, I'm probably not going to use blue for that section anymore. I'll probably change it to white or something. Um, And that's where just because you pick colors for your brand doesn't mean that you can't uh, swap them out on certain occasions. Like take any college university. They print their mm-hmm. you know name or logo on a different colored shirt and then they swap what that logo color is to better go with the shirt. Or even Dude Perfect I mean, does the same thing on a lot of their apparel.
1: I mean, think about it. Any any good team, any good college team has got home colors and then they've yeah. got away colors on their on their football or basketball or baseball. You know, it's still generally most of the time they're are two or three brand colours, Clemson being a nice royal purple and a and a very I don't even know how I don't know how they describe that color orange, but it's I guess it's just orangey yeah. orange. It's not you know, it's not a Texas A and M orange and it's not a light Syracuse orange. It's just orange. There I know there's a specific name for it and some Clemson fans are probably gonna kill me because yeah. of that, but that's all I can remember, but those are their two primary colors, but they use them mixed in with mm-hmm. black and white and other things because it depends on what what it is yeah. that they're doing on a on a you know on a um on a on a jersey. yeah, you can mix in those other things, you don't want everything to just be orange and purple. you want maybe the lettering to be black or the lettering to to be white. you want some things to stand out,
0: yeah exactly.
1: But then again, you've got people that have been paid professionally to do this for you. And they've gotten paid probably pretty well to come up with those sorts of things, as opposed to a maker who has a very limited budget, who may only be able to afford a little bit more than free.
0: Well, and I'll say this. If if people are listening and they are trying to come up with their logo, feel free to contact us and shoot us your ideas of kind of what you are looking at doing and we can at least give advice um on maybe what to do or try to help you come up with something because when mike did his he just asked for some advice and said hey what do you think about this name because i'm changing it what do you think about this and i gave him my feedback and then we went back and forth and he's like okay i want to make a logo of this name what do you think i should do and then we kind of went back and forth again So, I mean, I have no problem helping people as long as I have the time to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're more than happy to help you workshop anything because as makers, we're going to know what, you know, we're going to know what you kind of hopefully want. At least we know where your, you know, your ideas are going to try to go and why you're doing this, why you're doing what it is you're doing, as opposed to if you went to, say, a graphic designer and they don't have any clue what your background is. so.
0: Well, that's the other thing is if you hire somebody, and I've I've looked into this, I've looked into Fiverr, and if you send out your idea, even if you tell them what you do, because they're of the graphic design background, they typically don't relate it well back to the woodworking or maker world. So you usually end up with logos you don't like.
1: They're going to... Yeah. They may overthink it a little too much because they know how to make things look really really nice, but not necessarily yeah. relate so to like
0: I had somebody help me the first time, and they came up with like something closer to what the maker vision podcast logo looks like. I'm like, yeah, that's great for the podcast, but that is not good for you know my actual maker experiment brand um just because yeah. it's it was almost too apple-esque if that makes sense or it's too <laughs> it's too refined it, it was it
1: was too, it was too technological yeah. it was too technological it wasn't it wasn't something it didn't, reflecting. didn't yeah it a, didn't have a, like a an tangible, organic feel to it.
0: it felt very yeah. uh marketing only type of thing so
1: yeah. yeah it looked great on a you know it looked great yeah, on a sure. billboard this wouldn't look great you know on, on a business card so yeah, I All think right.
0: that about does it. What do you think?
1: All right, yeah. I think I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah. You know, I know we went, uh, went down some rabbit holes, unfortunately. Yeah, Alice, am, how's it going? <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. Yeah, I have a tendency to do that. So um, hopefully you guys took away a lot from this. If you have any questions, like Trevor said, or you're looking at changing your logo, or shoot, you might be a maker that never has even had a logo. You're still going by your own name on instagram or something like that and trying to get your you know trying to get things you know off the ground reach out to us we're happy to help this is what we this is this is why we made the podcast this is why we're building the tribe you are part of the tribe so let us help you
0: so enjoy the rest of your weekend man
1: well i'm trying i've spent most of the podcast checking the trees to make sure they're still still upright there's a lot of wind You have fun. It sounds like you've got a uh, pool party to go to, so enjoy that.
0: I've got a pool party with the girls, and I need to take my wife's car in for service. So, yay. Yay. Love
1: it. Oh, yeah. Have fun with that, man. Can't wait. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, that concludes episode 11, Making a Logo. Thank you for listening to our show. Be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com or post valuable resources, tips, and info about anything we've talked in to, uh, talked about in today's shows or past shows. And all these things are to help your Maker Vision become a Maker Reality. If you have any questions or suggestions or any comments about what you heard today or, once again, in previous episodes, feel free to drop us a line at MakerVisionPodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at MakerVisionPodcast, or through mine and Trevor's personal Instagram accounts, and that is Old South Woodcraft or Maker Experiment. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review and a, and just some really nice words to, to let us know how good we're doing. Or if you didn't like it, let us know what you didn't like about it. Either way, we're happy to hear from you. And you can go and do that on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Once again, thank you for joining us on our podcast, and we really look forward to hearing hearing from you next week.